0: Hey guys, welcome to 5 Things in a Song. I am Om 76, and to my left, a 1,020 miles away, is my co-host and new friend, Patrick McGuire, a.k.a. Upset Tummy, on Twitter and other important social media. Uh, This podcast is 5 Things in a Song. We will discuss 5 things, and then the lovely Patrick will perform us a song. Hey girl. Oh, can you hear my neighbors walking?
1: (laughs) I can, yeah. They're so rude.
0: Why don't they take off their slut shoes?
1: <laughs>
0: Do you want to start off with a couple stuffs?
1: Sure. Uh, how was your week, Om?
0: Um I had a good week. It's Thanksgiving, so I just spent four days with my family. Um, my cousins will usually get into an argument over something, but I have a good time because there's pie and oh. it's always pie time in the USA in my mind. <laughs> but what are pie your Central? thoughts on pie?
1: Um, I'm pro-pie. I've been pro-pie since I've been a child. Um, you better
0: be pro-pie. I'm not friends with you if you're not pro-pie.
1: Hells yeah, I'm pro-pie. In fact, I want to make a comment about pie, and that's that, have you been to the chain restaurant Village Inn?
0: No, I've never even heard of it.
1: You've not heard of Village Inn? Are you kidding me?
0: No, we don't have those, I guess.
1: Oh, man, it's sort of like, it's maybe if uh, Denny's and IHOP had a homeschooled baby. Um, <laughs> They keep claiming that they win all these prizes for pie, and I don't believe them. It's uh, it's like PBR when they say that they won a ribbon, and it's like, what fucking contest? P-
0: PBR won a contest back in 1895, so they're still really proud of that moment to this day. <laughs> so that might be what happened with Village Inn.
1: Maybe, but uh, it's so funny because you go in there, and the little things that are on the tables that have the... The dinner specials and the other information about the restaurant it's like we won a few ribbons at this contest for our pies and I mean it's mediocre pie
0: it's probably an elementary school bake sale <laughs> like a really low-end contest where the judges don't know any better because they're children or something like that <laughs> it's always creepy to me when somebody tells me they don't like pie they're like they're like I'm more of a cake person I'm like you can't just not like pie there's something wrong with you
1: that's true. But uh, but yeah. So overall, it was a good Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about your Thanksgiving or should we move on to the first thing?
1: Um, well, instead of uh, instead of talking about my Thanksgiving, I want to talk about um, a party that I went to Friday night. So uh, my friends throw this like huge party every Friday after Thanksgiving and they call it Aftershock. And so two years ago, it was like the pinnacle of uh, my party life because uh there was their basement was was filled with 200 people and uh we got super drunk and it was uh it was 80s themed so I grew this like huge mustache and um (laughs) and I looked like a weird Miami coke dealer and um Uh this I only bring this up because this never happens but there was all these girls and I was dancing with them and I was like
2: yeah this is the best night of my life
1: and then two years later you know it was the same sort of scene just this crowded basement and lasers and fog and dubstep playing and uh the only difference was that I was 29 and everybody else was either they were either my friends and they were married or had girlfriends or they were all 20 years old so imagine um if you will me sort of swaying awkwardly in a flannel shirt to dubstep in a basement with a bunch of uh young 20 year olds just just not really knowing what to do with myself that was my weekend yeah
0: you're just leaning on your cane clicking your dentures together <laughs> asking people
1: what well i mean I'd, I'd rather be that guy just sort of reserved than like oh, i better grind up on some 20 year old girls i yeah. just don't I, I didn't feel good about that so i didn't do it
0: i think what was missing this year was your miami vice costume
1: that's true if i looked like a creep that,
0: that would have changed things yeah
1: i would have had the confidence of a creep um so. <laughs> exactly
0: the mustache gives you power
1: <laughs> i really believe that Oh, man.
0: I wanted to talk this week. Last week, I talked about losing weight and having to replace my wardrobe. And this week, I want to talk about shopping addiction. I've never been your typical shop to you drop lady that you might see, you know, in an 80s movie montage where, you know, there's just shopping bags cutting into your hands as you walk down Fifth Avenue trying to hail a cab. So that's never been me. (laughs) Uh, I've been more into like simple stores like The Gap, where everything is just small and like basic, or when I don't have as much money to shop at The Gap, I'll shop at Old Navy. Please don't judge me. (laughs) Department stores are scary. They're they're confusing and frustrating. Um, I don't know how you feel about shopping, but when I go in looking for a white blouse, I want all the white blouses to be in one spot. I don't want to like I don't know how department stores work, but it's all it's all organized in a way that I can't figure out, and so it freaks me out. Um, So recently, when I had to buy new clothes, I've just started doing it all online. And the trouble happened when I signed up for email blasts for my favorite stores <laughs> this is like this is the most foolish thing I've ever done so like every day I get some kind of advertisement the problem that I have is when they send me a coupon for 40% off of something or they tell me that there's like 40% off my entire order that's when I go into shark mode <laughs> I start like just like swimming through the oceans of merchandise just looking for my prey you know because I'm like dude dun. dun. I'm sorry, that was a really bad jazz impression.
1: <laughs> but in reality, you're the prey because they've snagged you. Oh, they've hooked God. you.
0: You're so right. I start. OK, so I, I get like I have this addiction, but it's um, like a bargain hunters disease, you know, named after Dr. Bargain Hunter, who discovered this disease in the 50s. You know, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that was really stupid. <laughs> um. So I have it ordered and delivered to my office, and I'm just checking the tracking number over and over again to see where it is. I'm like, okay, it's in Groveport, Ohio. It's just left the packing facility. (laughs) And I think what it is is it's just too exciting to be waiting for a package. And I think that's really what my problem is, is I love having something, like, that's about to arrive. Mm -hmm. And then when it finally shows up, I'll, like, cut it open with the office box cutter and, like, run to the ladies' room and try it on. (laughs) (laughs) But then like a week later, I'll find myself waiting for a package again. it's, It's becoming a problem. Luckily, since I am kind of a bargain hunter, it hasn't really been affecting my bank account that much. But like my closet is full.
2: But
1: can I ask, is it so is like all this recent shopping, is it out of a true necessity or have you passed that point And now you're just basically
0: it's yeah, it started off as necessity because I actually did need new clothes. I didn't have anything that fit me properly. And then what happened is I tell myself I need black boots, like kind of the way that an alcoholic says I need a drink. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm telling myself that I need something that I don't really need. It's just something that I want. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever struggled with addiction?
1: (laughs) Um, it's it's so funny because like as you were saying all this stuff, I was just thinking, God, we live in just different worlds. Like you have an office. What do you do in an office? I don't even office. I don't get that. I uh, that's where you perform your work duties, right? I work duty it up in there. (laughs) I it's that's funny. I I think if I were if I'm addicted to anything, it's definitely uh social media
0: oh yeah that's everybody these days
1: i know but i think there's everybody and then there's me i'm just like oh i've got to check my twitter notifications oh i have to check my facebook oh i have to check my email oh i wonder what twitter's up to just keep cycling back around which is just stupid it just takes no, it's so it's not so stupid much time.
0: i actually wanted to maybe write an article about this about how um twitter addiction is a lot like gambling addiction Because it's like putting a quarter into a slot and pulling the lever when you tweet something. You wait for those results to come in and you kind of get that little weird like anticipation and rush, especially if something like does well. You get that little dopamine rush. And it's like the same chemical as, you know, when gamblers (laughs) get really close to that 777.
1: Yeah, that's totally true
0: and you're always just waiting for the next big hit
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm that same way it's uh it's just oh i should check my email oh i should check my facebook i wonder what snapchat's up to
0: upset tummy on snapchat ladies and gentlemen
1: oh i i'm probably gonna delete my snapchat because just shit's getting getting cray on there i've seen some things i can't unsee
0: yeah, I don't do Snapchat
1: for that reason. I am. Um, oh, why? Because you're an adult and you shouldn't? <laughs> yeah, I'm an adult. That's really the only reason. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit. I just am, but I still do it and it's fun. I just. Yeah, I get I'm it. I'm being an idiot.
0: I get it. You don't have a 40 hour a week job like I do.
2: <laughs>
1: My next thing is urinals. Um. And I want to talk about this because I was thinking about it the other day. The other day I was in the gym locker room and I was just trying to have a pee, just mind my own business. And this guy with no warning was basically, basically just came up to me and was talking about Congress and conspiracies (laughs) and Obama and stuff. And then, and then I had to like pee for a while. And so I was like, I got to listen to this guy. And then he finished before me and then waited for me and just kept talking. Yeah, he basically cornered me, and I i was kind of thinking, what do I do in these future situations to repel uh, unwanted things like this? What could I have done? I mean, I could have peed on him, like I could have out him, but um probably wouldn't have been wise. I
0: think my, my reaction just would be to ignore them. If they're a coworker and I have to be around them, then I would just be like, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if they're a complete stranger, I'm just gonna be like, you're, you don't exist. <laughs> Put up my little invisible wall.
1: I, w- I wish I could have, and maybe I, I should have. Eventually, I just he kept talking to me, and then I just left. But it was disconcerting. I didn't like it.
0: There's just people everywhere that don't have boundaries, and those people will make your life uncomfortable. And whether it's like a coworker who asks you really personal questions or the guy who looks at you too much while you're trying to pee, there's always going to be conflict around these people that don't understand human boundaries.
1: To- totally. But it's funny to think that I'm peeing and then this guy thought, here's my opportunity to tell him my thing that I want to tell him. He's basically a captive audience for this uh <laughs> For this 58 seconds that this dude is pissing, <laughs> here's my here's my chance. I'm sure he didn't even think that much of it. But if I were to socially trap a man in the locker room and talk to him about my awkward political beliefs, I would think that. I would be like, here's my shot.
0: Just walk up and start talking <clears throat> about your band.
1: <laughs> or Jesus. Or, uh, you know, how I love to pet dogs. Just
0: go real deep into your own personal psyche. <laughs>
1: Sir, do you like Birds of Prey? Can I talk to you about Birds of Prey for a second?
0: (laughs) I have to tell you about this uh, roller rink uh, called Moonlight Rollerway. It's actually in Glendale, about 15 minutes from where I live, so it's actually really close and I can go there kind of whenever I want. But I'm not there that often because i can't find people who want to roller skate with me because i'm a grown-up and like that's just not something grown-ups do (laughs) but (laughs) the best thing about this roller rink um first of all it's like a blast from the past which every roller rink is if you've ever been into any roller rink in 2013 they're all blasts from the past just for the fact that they're a roller rink and no one cares about roller skating anymore but this one (laughs) has like shiny wood floors and disco balls and like uh like a hot dog stand and like old Galaga games, like arcade games along the side. Oh, man. And it's got those like those lockers where you can put a couple quarters in and it'll give you one of those cylinder shaped keys that you have to like stuff in your bra because your (laughs) roller skate outfit doesn't have pockets. (laughs) Oh, wow. But they have regulars for every night of the week. So like on Sunday nights, it's um, all African-American people in their 50s, men and women. Um, and they were 50s or maybe even 60s. You know, they look pretty young and spry, but that's probably because they exercise so much. They're they're roller skating like they're roller skating demons. They're like amazing. But that's because they've been doing it every week since the 70s. Yeah. Back in the Roll Bounce day. <laughs> like there was a, a documentary called Roll Bounce starring Lil Bow. <laughs> Whoa. OK, it wasn't a documentary, but it was about the roller disco era. But these people are still at it at least some of them are and they're there on sunday nights at the moonlight moonlight rollerway. Uh and monday nights is adult night, 18 and up, but it's like they should just call it adult weirdo night. It's the most <laughs> random group of mostly old weirdos. Um and I, and when I say old, I just mean over 40, which is not like super old, but it's old for like roller skating. <laughs> You
2: know what I mean? yeah there'll yeah, be like yeah. a
0: 57 year old Mexican guy in a basketball jersey and sweatpants ah. doing like little twirls in the middle oh and man. like there's like a huge seven-foot guy that looks like a Trent Reznor type dude with, like white skin and black dyed hair to his shoulders <laughs> and, So he's
1: fucking terrifying
0: yeah it, yeah he would be if he weren't just like keeping to himself doing twirls in the middle of Tuesday night is organ music night. So it's all classic organ music. And they used to have an uh, the, the owner or the owner's dad would actually play live organ music, but now they just play it on records because I guess he got too old or something. The organ is still there, but I've never seen him there. But on Tuesday nights, it's all old white dudes. And uh, they, keep, they don't do any of the disco lights. They just keep all of the fluorescent lights on. And um, if you go... And you're a, a woman, and, and I'm, I'm gonna say a younger woman, and that just means anyone under 70.
2: <laughs>
0: you're gonna get hit on by an old man in this the most innocuous way, where they act like they're being <laughs> really helpful and they're trying to teach you something, but real, what they're really trying to do is like force you into like being on a date with them for the rest of the evening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like they'll skate um, backwards right in front of your body and talk to you so like you're like two or three feet away from them they're skating backwards and you're skating forwards and they'll they'll be like just talking to you and I'm like okay dude I'm just here to skate I don't want to be hit on by somebody who's old as fuck
1: but he, here's my thought what if you're if you're out at a skate establishment like that where there's organ music and old men frequenting the place what if a nice spry old man hits on you you turn him down, and then he just fucking dies.
0: Right there. On and the... you
1: basically, right there, like you could have maybe for that last few minutes, <laughs> uh, you, could have, you could have kept the old man company, but no, you had to just be too cool, and then he fucking dies.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just don't think it's my job to entertain yeah, every mean... man who wants me to entertain him, which is almost all of them. <laughs> almost all men want to be entertained by me, and I just don't have the time.
1: Well, you got to make the time. You think so? You know what that whole thing sounds like, though? Just a a bunch of old men at a roller skating rink with organ music? just sounds like a vampire (laughs) convention. They could be. I don't know know what kind of organ music it is, but I just can imagine that they're trying to get close to you to, like, suck your blood. And I'm sure they think you're pretty and all that sort of stuff, but they also just want to, you know suck your blood they're vampires
0: <laughs> I will not suck your
2: blood uh you could be <laughs> right
1: <laughs> all right so my next thing is uh marriage versus singleness so hmm. I'm about to get I'm about to get deep on you um
0: <laughs> okay
1: is that okay with you?
0: uh, yeah, this is a deep topic,
1: oh man uh it it all kind of started a while ago. I just threw out this random tweet sometimes I tweet serious shit, but I said, um the prospect the prospects of ending up uh alone or with somebody are equally disturbing to me, <laughs> and uh I have not evolved on the issue. That was like a few months ago, and I think about this all the time just oh man just who's better off
0: i think both prospects suck honestly and i don't think that you are supposed to evolve beyond that well maybe you are and i just haven't but i think uh, i think a lot of people just automatically think that um finding somebody is better but uh i think i saw a scene on louis where they were talking about the best thing that you could hope for is watching the person you loved the most in your life die in front of your eyes (laughs) Yeah, of old age. It's that's the best that you can expect.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I've heard that bit that he does that basically, oh, if you if you are that one in a thousand person that finds another person that you really fit with and that you really love, basically they're going to die <laughs> yeah. at some point or you're going to die and disappoint them. Uh, but it's so funny because just marrying somebody and having sex with one person for the rest of your life just seems absurd to me. But so does uh, so does just being in an open, and I'm not trying to be judgmental, but so does, I mean, I'm just, I, all I can do is talk about things from my perspective. But right. But ending up with somebody and then being in an open marriage just sounds really difficult and really hard too. And maybe that means as a person I need to do some more thinking and evolving, but God, I mean... I just, this shit just bounces around in my head and I'm just so, I just do not know what to do. I've stood by over the last five years and I've seen basically all my friends get into serious relationships and get married. And I've just, I'm the lone dude who's, uh, you know, my longest relationship is a year and I just cannot even see myself anywhere near, uh, a commitment like that, you know?
0: Yeah. And this is kind of like how women have to decide children or childlessness. And I mean, I think uh, children is always the default. And um, I don't know, I i don't have any kids. And I feel like for me, I've definitely made the right choice. Not that I'll never have them, but uh, I don't plan to at this point. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just easier. God, that sounds that sounds like the worst.
1: Oh, what, saying it's easier to not have children?
0: It's just easier not to love something. <laughs> it's easier just not to have to love something and take care of it. Just like, you know, I mentioned last week I lost a pet. That was hard enough. Can I imagine like taking care of a child? Probably
1: not. Dude, there there is no there is nothing wrong with saying that or believing that. It's it's funny being a music teacher because this conversation has happened uh I don't know, maybe like 10 times over the like seven or eight years that I've been a music teacher. But People uh, always
0: ask you why you don't have your own kids or something?
1: Well, I'm I'm the alternative single dude that comes and teaches music lessons, so I have that unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And more th- really often, this is what happens. I'll walk into a house and it's always like a few of the kids and they're screaming and it's just extremely stressful and tense. And um, the one kid is getting ready and tuning his guitar like, Or getting their music for piano or whatever and the dad will take me aside and he'll be like hey hey what's up dude don't don't ever have kids just i'm not kidding don't don't ever do it he's he's like look at him he's like you don't need to do that you don't you're you're free stay free are you
0: serious this is a secret conversation that married men are having with single men
1: oh not just men women too
0: oh god
1: it no but i get i get that all the time they're like they're like keep doing your music don't don't have a baby whatever you do don't get married just stay free stay free that's happened to me at least 10 times
0: that is incredible <laughs> okay so i want to talk about a peeve of mine Which is, it's basic. I talk about this on Twitter all the time. Um, But it's cargo shorts. (laughs) I'm tired of men, especially married men and dads, thinking that they don't have to try at all when they get dressed. (laughs) Like, all they have to do is cover their bodies with some kind of fabric enough so they don't get arrested (laughs) or whatever. Or, like, I feel like when men get dressed, they think their primary goal is to not look gay. Rather than to, like, not look awful. And they would rather look (laughs) awful than gay. So I think I have a friend, Dave Hill, who's a comedian and a a fashion genius. And he wears a lot of pink and he wears a lot of flamboyant stuff. But I think there's probably a lot of guys that are scared to do that because they they think that fashion equals gay. And they're like, there's this homophobia that makes them put on cargo shorts every morning and, and flip flops or like big white New Balance sneakers. And I think that's wrong.
1: That's so, that's so funny. I totally agree with you. Uh, to me, th- it doesn't happen a lot, but whenever somebody like thinks I'm gay or whatever, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, dude, you're taking care of yourself. Like you're dressing pretty well. You're, you're doing yeah. okay. And maybe that's just a stereotype. It's a compliment. But I'm, I'm like, I think I'm on the right track. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a compliment if somebody thinks you're gay. Cause it means that you've got your fashion shit together.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a thrift store guy and I wear a lot of flannel and stuff like that. And the dilemma I'm in lately is basically that I'm in this weird spot where it's where, you know, a lot of dudes my age now are married, like 29 or just kind of more serious in life. And I'm I'm musician, dude, and I'm artsy, dude, and a band and everything. But I don't dress like that too much. So I'm in this weird limbo where I I don't even know what to wear. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I just think that as long as you're thinking about it a little bit, you're better off than most guys
1: if you even think about it
0: yeah i mean just do it as a politeness to the people who have to look at you and your wives
2: <laughs>
0: and your kids because um, i find I, i'll go to like the Froyo store and the dads and the kids are all dressed the same they'll be wearing these meshy basketball shorts and like these slide on they're not flip-flops but they're more like soccer flops Yeah, yeah and and they all like the mom has bought them all at the same store like a little one for the little guy and a medium one for the older kid, and a big one for the big fat dad. And they all <laughs> dress exactly the same, and they think that's okay. I'm—I sound like a snob right now, and I think I am when it comes to fashion. And I don't mean I'm not into labels or designers. I'm just into knowing what you are and dressing that way.
1: No, I agree, and you should—you uh, should do things that you that you like to do that take effort. I think and there there just is this point i think that a lot of people get men and women when you just you get older and i don't know how people live like this but they just work and they go home and that's it and how is that ever going to be a recipe for happiness or fulfillment or anything else i just think people people just give up um and i could never imagine being married being 45 Working all the time and then coming home and watching Big Big Bang Theory, and I know that makes me sound like a huge snob. And there's plenty of great people who are fulfilled and probably much happier than I am. But I just, to me, I just don't get it. I don't get how that's like a life.
0: Yeah, there's probably some people listening to this that are that just go like, "Well, you don't have kids. You don't know how it what it's like to be completely fulfilled by having children." I know, but
1: that's not an excuse.
0: No, I I, I don't. I don't know we're just we're just two people that don't have the responsibility of children and have time to like look at ourselves in a full-length mirror in the morning before we leave the house and maybe that's just uh yeah that's just a, a luxury that a lot of people don't have possibly
1: i think so many people they get into that mode of like marriage mode and having kids mode and that's kind of their life and then And then that's why there's so many people who vicariously live through their kids, because they're trying to recapture something that they lost when they had kids.
0: That's a lot to ask of a little toddler, you know? It is. Fulfill me! (laughs) Um, Do you have a song?
1: I have a song, and this week I thought it might be appropriate to actually do an original song, if that's okay.
0: Oh, I'm excited!
1: <laughs> so this is one. This is a song called 20 Something." Uh, we wrote it a really long time ago, actually, when our band was called something different, and um, we're gonna redo it and release it some sometime soon. So here we go. <clears throat>
2: I'm bullets in the shade I am drinking whiskey on the morning of US So I'm gonna walk To the west coast The south is getting
1: Oh, thank you. Um, this has been Five Things in a Song.
0: I am Om 76.
1: I'm Patrick. And if you have a thing that we should talk about, send us an email at in a song at gmail.com.
0: Oh, right. And we forgot to mention that we have a Facebook page now at facebook.com slash five things in a song with the word five spelled out, F I V E, things and a song. Please like us, comment, let us know that you exist. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Mwah. Thank you for listening to Five Things in a Song, Episode 3. This episode was produced by OM76. All music you heard was written and performed by Patrick McGuire. Find more of Patrick's music at flashbulbfires.bandcamp.com.